Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Board Game Specialist. I am Melanie. And I'm Carla. And we are on episode 86, and we're doing our top two-player games. Now, not big games that plays well at two-player, because I think we did that last year for our, like Valentine's yeah. special. But we're doing two-player-only games. Now, I might have bent the rules a little bit on that one, but we'll, <laughs> well and, get to that. And we got to say why we're doing the two-player only is because this is our second year anniversary. That's right, our two-year anniversary. <laughs> I forgot that's why we decided we're doing this. You forgot Thanks. our anniversary. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a terrible co-host. I forgot our anniversary. I was anniversary. waiting all day for flowers, but I didn't get them. <laughs> I didn't get any flowers either, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right and for this because of our big special occasion we decided to bring in a guest so we have jt from the flip side of board game hi jt welcome to the board game specialist thank you very much if i'd have known it was your anniversary i would have shipped flowers to both of you oh yeah <laughs> i didn't so i'm happy well to be here <laughs> and before we get started also i just want to bring up our sponsor which is games and couples which is part of Ashrat online counseling services and they do couple counseling utilizing board games because they recognize that cooperative play specifically um is a great opportunity to kind of apply the principle for the Gottman uh, method couples therapy in a casual relaxing and fun way so be sure to check them out we'll have their link uh, attached to this as well. So let's let's get started with our episode. Now, before we start talking about the games we've played lately, JT, you've just like had a pretty nice gaming experience. Indeed. Just got back from the Dice Tower Cruise. Um, unfortunately, back to the real world, I suppose. Um, yeah. But we had a blast. We climbed a waterfall that was 600 feet long and oh, I don't wow. know, 150 feet tall. And you get to climb up through the waterfall and um, oh, wow. wear you out. Was that in Jamaica? Went, the that was in Jamaica. Yep. Yeah. Dunn's River That's Falls. Yeah. Yeah. And then that. down through, we went through the caves as well. Um, mm -hmm. um, and then we also booked a couple spots on private resorts. So they're private, like, um, club resort so that we had a nice, nice beach on different spots and um ate tons of good food had way too much food on the cruise oh, got to lose so about good. 10 pounds of that cruise food <laughs> but other than that um <clears throat> they're pretty good and played a bunch of games so um i would hope that you would play games on the dice tower cruise yeah. <laughs> but it's harder than you think because you got to wake up you got to time in food. You got to try to get a game in. You got to time in more food. You got to try to get a game in. You got to time in more food. Um, and that's just on the days when you're at sea. So, uh, But right. we had a blast. Uh, the Dice Tower does such a good job. Tom does such a good job of putting everything on. Um, they have nice. the game shows and their karaoke and um, all the good stuff. Oh, that's stuff. where so I would be. It was a blast. I'd be at the karaoke. <laughs> yeah. Old-time rock and roll is my go-to. There you go. <laughs> and they do it every year. Jason has it like twice a, twice a week or something. Oh, um, fun. So how long is a cruise? Like how long are you on the cruise it for? Was seven days this time. Last last year it was six days. This time it was seven days. So Sunday nice. to Sunday. Um, oh, nice. We had four stops, but actually we didn't get off in Haiti. We just stayed and played games. Um, Haiti's more of a touristy trap, like little little thing. But right. the other three were fantastic. So yeah. Oh, um, nice. We spent all day in Jamaica and um, 
Oh, I can't think of the other ones. Labadee um, and and Coco K. Uh, so we did all those things. It was awesome. It sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Sounds amazing. That's that would be quite the event to put together. Yeah, absolutely. So, funny Carla, enough. Can you go ahead? Yeah. No, go ahead. Funny enough, right after our cruise, our server was telling us they were worried about the cruise after our cruise because we're all board gamers, right? And we only had like, I mean, they had like 800 people there were board gamers. So, but there's yeah. almost 5,000 people on the ship. But so we had, you know, 20%. Um, but the guy was telling us right after our cruise gets off, the next cruise, there's some group of bodybuilders that rents the entire ship, the oh, whole wow. cruise ship. Um, and they put like 4,000 bodybuilders on there and they build like a, a gym with DJs and stuff and just have this week long party. This workout. The, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot accurate. of testosterone. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think I'd rather the board games. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> me too. But. Oh, that's funny. There is mm-hmm. a cruise for everything, I guess. There is a cruise for everything. Yeah. But yeah, that would be quite an event to put together. Cause Carla, you have coming up in a couple weekends here, like, car treat yep i have my and little how is convention. that put together like that's oh it's it's kind of easy now this is my my third one so i i was gonna do three a year kind of every, um like every three four months but i decided yeah. to just do it twice a year so this is the third one i'm doing and so it's nice. kind of like clockwork now i have uh, one friend who does the whole schedule on warhorn that people sign up for games yeah and i mean it's it's at the restaurant <clears throat> So it's super easy. I just take, I just send out the menu. Like next Monday, I'll send out the menu and everyone will give me their food orders. And then it just works very smoothly. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a small convention. I think I told you, JT, before mm-hmm. that I hold there where it's, yeah, it's call it all inclusive, where it yeah. includes all the food and snacks. So nobody has nice, to bring yeah. in food if they don't want to. And they just um, play games, and then I kind of schedule in a lunch and a supper, so we kind of break yeah. a bit, and then serve the food, and then we get back to gaming, and then we have. Is a this a one day deal, or is it no multiple Saturday days? Sunday? It's nice. So we go yeah, Saturday. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, mm. we go Saturday nine to midnight, and then Sunday we go nine to five. So yeah, yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. It's coming yeah, up less than two weeks now. Yay! And then next week, or the next weekend, tomorrow, not tomorrow, Saturday. So in two oh, yeah, days you from have when we're your, recording. Your game day. Yeah, I'm starting like the Acme area game day. So it's going to be at the Acme Legion. Because uh, I approached them to say like, we'd love to host that for you. Can we cater it to? So then it's <laughs> it's going to be great. There'll be like a concession and then the community is invited oh, to cool. come and play games. Yeah, so it's the first one. I don't know what the attendance is going to be like. Uh, I have a few families that's reached out that'll be coming. And so it'll, it'll be good. Um, and then hopefully grow from there. Cause I've recently moved to Acme. This could be my uh, second year in Acme here. So trying to grow like a local, local group, which has been going pretty well, but then just to kind of, you know, get the word out there. But Acme is a tiny, tiny village 650 people so you should be able <laughs> no. to get them all just take them all yeah exactly. get them all <laughs> turn them all into community all event right. don't tell them what it is lock the doors yeah, there you go you got enough Drink games the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. you know well, you got enough geez, games in your room populate I, I have enough game for everybody that lives in yeah. you got one that's for right. everyone yeah the used to tease me when we moved here it's like geez mom you almost have enough games for everybody that lives here and now i now bring you, you. 
<laughs> Very nice. Oh, that's <clears throat> that's crazy. All right, so let's talk a bit about some of the games we've played lately. Carla, what have you been playing? Well, before I talk about a game I played, um, I just have to mention this because we did our cozy game episode last week. And, um, of course I watch a lot of, um, YouTube content creators and there was one, I literally the day we posted it, I think, or the the day we recorded, they talked, it was the coziest campaign game ever. And I was like, (laughs) really? What? I got to see this now. And I'm not going to say what it is because it's going to be a surprise because I haven't got it yet, but I ordered this game and I'm looking so forward to it. It is a story driven <laughs> game, not something that I'm like, oh, ever. Yeah. But it's that uh, explains the text you've been sending me. Yes. <laughs> okay. So um, just look next episode, I'll tell you about it because it could be here tomorrow. Because oh, my it's God. in Calgary. Usually when my deliveries arrive in Calgary, they come to Red Deer the next morning. And that's how oh, I know that it's going to be. But. I don't really do story driven or kind of RPGs and I've kind of, you know, wanted to try. This wasn't an RPG one, but it's a very just story driven. There's actually no win condition. Like what? Oh, that's all I, you just that's go weird, through right? the story. It's like you kind of go through the story and you kind of know when you end it and then you could start it again. And it's like, a, um, you have different, uh, um, what's it called? Like where you choose a, what are, like those books that we used to read as kids? Choose your own adventure. Yeah, choose your own adventure. Yeah. Choose your own yeah. adventure but, <laughs> but it has mechanics in it, and each character plays differently. So it's mm-hmm. it's very interesting. I'll tell you guys after we record. But for nice. the- I, okay. think, <laughs> I think I know what it is, what but is I'm it? not yeah? sure. Okay. Yeah. I think. But I do. anyway, I, I have no idea. Can't wait for this to come. So no nice. kidding. But should do I don't like need any more campaign down. games. Yeah, I feel like Ashley being excited for games. She's usually like, she'll our send friend all Ashley these- will try keep the tracker, and then she'll go and meet the Chase driver down wherever the- they are. Really? <laughs> down the guy. Yeah. I think our drivers are on here for her games. Yeah. Yeah, they'd keep it another week if we tried that around here. Oh, yeah. it, it would go to they package keep- jail or something. Package jail. Yeah, yeah I think well, I've had stuff in there before. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway one of the games i've been playing is yes. um, i'm really into deduction you know that mal yes and i had played the search for lost species and i had waited for that for a long time because everyone had told me oh you should try to search for planet x but i don't love the space theme of it so i played search for uh lost species well then when i got that one I needed to get the other one. So I did get search for planet X and I played it a bunch of times solo. I played it. um, Me and Cherry played a couple times the other night and I just love it. And it's, it's very similar to the search for lost species. It's um, slightly, slightly simpler, but it's still um, very thinky. I don't know. Have you ever played any deduction games or do you like that genre JT? I do like that. And I actually have Search for Planet X over there and I haven't played oh, it yet. So you have oh, it. That's oh, a shelf of shame item. But it is yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Like you have all these sectors and there's actually two sides of the board. So one side will have twelve sectors and the other side will have eighteen. So we tried both. And basically the the bigger side 
is just it takes your game a little bit longer but it's the same kind of thinking right so but i would try it on the 12 first and it's totally a fine game it's not like it's too simple or anything and so what you have in all these sectors is you either will have um, a comet a gas cloud an asteroid a um dwarf planet or it could appear empty or you could have planet x and there's only one of those things in each sector and so so each of them will have certain rules like um these might not be the rules but let's just say like the uh gas clouds want to be beside each other and there's like three of them or four of them Mm. um another one might be they will be um within three sectors of each Mm. other so there's all these like different kind of rules that you know, can help you when you find something, you're like, okay, if this is here, according to these rules, that can't be there and it can't be here kind of thing. Yep. So what you do is on your turn, you um, will choose an action and the action is either um, surveying, which is you get to survey like a, a amount of sectors. So you could survey one to three sectors or one to six. And then um, you could say like, I'll serve survey one to six, for comets and then you use an app so everybody can use their own um, phone or device or you can share one and just pass it around but uh, like i will say okay one to six i'm searching for comets and so then i click it and it'll say there are zero comets in that or there are two but i won't say where they are right Uh. so you're like okay i've narrowed it down already half the board i know there's two here or there's none there and that gives me some good information Uh um the other thing you can do is just do research and then there's a list of different things you can research you know which are typically two things at a time and it'll give you um another rule about those things like one might not be the opposite of the other from the sector, like things like that. And then the other thing you can do is, um, now I can't remember what it's called, but you actually place down a token where you literally, it'll tell you what's in that sector. It won't tell you if planet X is there because planet X will always appear to be empty. So it'll either tell you there's like, you know, an asteroid or a comet, or it'll say it appears to be empty. So you know, okay, it's either empty or there's planet X, or it'll tell you there's something there. And then you move your pawn depending on the time you've spent. So like if you get better information, it's going to cost you a lot more time. So you're going to move way ahead. And that way people can do smaller actions to catch up to you before it's your turn next. And then um, the board will slide as you move around the the board and it like kind of the center part. And it comes to these little spots where you can do surveys is it, it might be surveys in lost species, but it's the same kind of thing where you, when you do have information, you can put down these tokens where you're like, I know this is here. I know this is there. And then they kind of slide down after time and then you'll check them. And if you were right, then um, you get to be the first one that discovered that. And it gives you a point. And then at the end, each of like the, the planet, the comets and whatnot are worth different amounts of points. So you can win the game without even finding Planet X if you've discovered these objects more so than anybody else. Just like, you know, it's very similar to the... You you played the Search for Lost Species with me, so it's very similar to yeah. that, but just a slightly... Um, because Lost Species doesn't rotate or anything. No, you move around yeah. the map in that one. Right. So this one, you just move around in a circle, but you don't actually have to move to the sector that you're surveying kind of thing. So oh, it's okay. 
It's really neat though. And it's a cool like solo, you know, because you just have to beat an AI and um, they will, you'll do a turn, they'll do a turn and then they will drop like down um, actual realizations to only if they know it for sure. And then it's, it's really neat Mm -hmm. though. You should try it. You should get it off your shelf of shame, JT. It's really cool. (laughs) I love it. I've always been interested in it. I don't know. Like I like them both. But um, I mean, I like the theme of the lost species and moving around. I I would say if I had, you know, an hour, I would do um, the search for Planet X. If I had two hours, I would do search for lost species. It's probably almost double the time from the standard game. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes me think I would like Planet X better. (laughs) Yeah, because it doesn't have the cards that add the, you know, points at the end and you don't go into town and kind of all those things. So it it is a slightly, well, quite a bit quicker on the base game of it. Yeah. Cool. What about you guys? What have you been playing? Yeah, JT, what have you been playing? Um, Well, I played played 22 different games on the cruise, some of them multiple times. So that's not too bad. Um, like I said, some of them multiple times. Um, my favorite game on the cruise is not a game that's out yet. In fact, it hasn't kickstarted oh. yet. But oh. Carla, Carla, this is going to be one that I believe that you're going to want to keep your eyes on. And that oh, is called Galactic Vicious. Cruise. Oh, I was going to say that, yes. Galactic that Cruise. Awesome. We played that. Um, Kinston Key Games, art by Ian O'Toole. It looks a lot like, you know, it has that same style as kind of Kanban. Um, in Lizard a lot of ways, games, yeah. um, nice. like the games. And somebody said, when I first started playing it, I'm like, Hey, this is kind of, they're like, this is kind of like the Lizard of light. And by the time, and I love those games. And, mm-hmm. um, by the time I got into it, I'm like, no, no, there's, this is not Lizard of light. This is Lizard of like right on the button. Like this is, oh. you know, right online. Um, it's definitely a close to a four probably on like BGG or something, oh, but, wow. um, it's good. There's so many options you can do. Um, you start out with two workers and they're kind of unupgraded workers. Um, so they just do basic actions. Um, you can get two more that do, um, bigger, bigger actions as you go along. Uh, but there are six worker placement spots in the middle of the board. Uh, plus you have a rocket. So the theme behind the game is you are all cruise lines. Uh, you are creating rockets with certain, modules inside them that different people like there are um there are passengers that like leisure there's passengers that like adventure uh, there's passengers that are family passengers and they all have cool meeples with like screen printed stuff on them so they're different colors and uh, one looks like a little family and the other one's got like a margarita or a martini glass you know <laughs> um and they line up in this in this queue on the side of the board basically at the travel agency so your job is to go out and on these six worker placement spots, and it's very modular because within the six worker placement spots, there's 12 tiles. Um, and you can put them out in the standard setup, or you can randomize them and you know make those uh, decisions even more difficult. You know because you'll have um, right now when you set up with the basic actions, you know the the two actions that are dealing with cards are together, but you know, in the next game they might be completely separate or the two actions dealing with going to the travel agency are, are together, but they might be separate, but um, you have your own player board and you have to collect food, oxygen and fuel. Obviously you need all three of those things to fire off your cruise. <laughs> um, so you're collecting these resources, but your max is two at the beginning. 
So you have to upgrade your abilities. And by upgrading your abilities, something that I haven't seen in another game is you have these little factories, or I don't know, I don't remember exactly what they call them. But the six actor, uh, the six worker placement spots in the middle are kind of in a chain. They're in a, a circle. Um, and if you upgrade, you have the option to take your upgrade token and put it between two of those. Or there's several like special abilities that are along the top of the building, along the top. Like you know, you can pay one less fuel to fire your rocket off, or you can, you know, it's cheaper to hire. You have need less ads to hire people or bring people to your cruise, not hire them, but to to bring them to your cruise. So you can, but if you put it between two of the worker placement spots, which already have two possible actions, when you go to a worker placement spot, you can do two things. So you can do the same action twice, or you can do one of each. Nice. But once you're upgraded and you put this thing in between, now you can do the two that you set it on, or the two that are on the other side of your factory. So now you have four choices and you get two options. And if you had a factory on both sides, you would be able to use all six of those action possible. Um, if you don't have, um, because there's a bumping mechanism. So if I put my worker on the um, cruise liner, you know, spot and somebody needs to use it, they'll bump me off. And anytime they bump your worker off, you get a bonus. So, there's also a, a ability that if I use a spot, but I don't want these actions, and Carla has a factory. The factory is not the right word, but if she has a connection to the next spots, I can pay her resources so that I can use her those actions over there. Mm-hmm. So it's a very tight board. There's only six spots, so people are getting bumped and getting this nice reward. Um, when you get the uh, upgraded workers, when you bump somebody, they get a reward, and you get a reward. So... Um, oh, okay. It's pretty cool that, that way. Awesome. The craziest thing is, is you now build this space shuttle. And for every, well, it's not for every two, but in between two of the modules, your space shuttle will just start with an engine and the cap, just like the dome of the rocket. Um, and you can put up to three modules in there. Um, in between every two modules, there's half of a, 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 like a worker placement spot. So once you put two modules together, then you can now fit a passenger there. So if you have three modules, you can now fit two passengers on your rocket. Um, And so what you do is you go to the travel agency and there's multiple different um, trips or tours that can be done. And one might say uh, costs three fuel and it goes to a purple place, which is leisure for the party people. And then it goes to an adventure place and then it has a day at space. Just like on a cruise line, you have a day yeah. at sea. <laughs> okay? So you have all three of these spots. So you go over there. You basically say, this is the cruise that I'm taking. And you take over that cruise. And then you try to entice with ads um, people into basically into line for your cruise. So you go over there. You pick a cruise. You get people in line. And then on your next turn or whenever you want to do it, you can take one of your meeples one of your workers and you put them on your space shuttle instead. And now they become the captain. The trick is, is every turn that captain's going to be going to spots one spot at a time. So if I had Mm -hmm. a purple spot and then a yellow spot or then a um, adventure spot and then a day, uh, uh, yeah, day at space, that means for three turns, I can't use that worker. Mm -hmm. So I'm either down to my one worker 
or if I've upgraded and got the other ones. Um, and they start out at costing you 12 coins or 12 money. Um, and then as you upgrade your board, they get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So it's really hard to buy them at the very beginning of the game um, if you can wait for those bigger workers. Um, so it's a really neat mechanism there. You So you put your guys in the ship. And if the modules match the colors, so if I put um, if I put two purple guys, what my first rocket I made with all purple, like I wanted a complete leisure party, right? Um, and I put two purple guys in there, and then I sent them out into space, and I just did a my first one was a small one. So on a space day, if they're in the right locations, then they make you rewards or they give you resources or or money or points. Um, if they're in the right spaces. So they get to stay on the ship, they enjoy what they're doing, um, and you get stuff from that, whether it be resources or points or or cards. Um, and then when they go to the next space, if I take them to a purple planet, then I get to take however many purple workers I have there. I have to spend one ad for purple workers. I have to spend two ads for, if I take an adventure worker or whatever else, and then I'm basically taking however many people I got there after I spend my ads, and I'm multiplying that by a multiplier on the board um, for victory points. And I'm also getting a, a one-time or a, a a full game benefit, like a, a new power for the rest of the game. Oh, neat. Um, kind of like in I'm trying to think. Well, I have a game on my brain, but I can't think of it right now. Um, but anyways, <laughs> so you're trying to manage all of this. You're trying to get more rockets. You're trying to get so where you can hold more resources, um, mm -hmm. and you're trying to fire them all off. Now, if you get too many rockets, a rocket that you don't actually send on a trip is negative five points at the end of the game. Oh. <laughs> um, so you don't want you can't just load up. And then there's <laughs> upgrades that can make you put that where you can put four modules in a rocket instead of three. And there's upgrades that make your little workers the same as your big workers. There's just all this cool stuff going on. Um, the components, like I said, they're all like round wooden pieces, very much like Kanban's components. Mm -hmm. um, mm. But it's just a super fun game, super thinky. I think, not that it matters, but I think my end score was like 100, 100 something points. And I think I did pretty good. Um, I, I won the game, but that's, oh, nice. uh, that's my kind of game. So when you play, yeah, nice. you know how that is, you play your kind of game and, mm -hmm. uh, but it's just really cool. It's really thinky upgrading player boards and then having cards, um, just like an apiary or other games like that, that you can, you can get these cards that have really cool benefits on them, you know, one-time use type of thing. So, um, this just lots of stuff going on, right? It's coming to Kickstarter, I yeah, think March. in March. Yeah. Mm. Yep. These are first-time so. designers too. These guys. It right? is beautiful. It's amazing. It's a great oh, game. Wow. I've yeah. heard they play tested the crap out of this game. Like they've just mm -hmm. went that's all just good. Yeah. Well, mostly a game like that because I mean, Kanban. Like you have the different, but you can't really like they all interact with each other so much. Mm -hmm. Like you mm -hmm. know, like you need to get the card design before you. You know, like. It just, I mean, and it's logical, like it, it makes sense when you play it, but well, yeah, it yeah. Flows so well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm so it sounds like everything kind of affects yeah, everything. So, so I, I say it's more like Kanban than like Weather Machine, right? Weather Machine, they just kind of scrambled Kanban and hit a bunch of stuff. I like, <laughs> I, I, I like the direct path of, of Kanban, and this very much has that same direct path because you know what you need to do. I need to get this for my rockets. I need to get fuel. I need to get, and you constantly are, you know, 
adjusting that to what people are taking um, and and how you're upgrading. So it's really cool. Awesome. Neat. It sounds interesting for sure. How big, like I'm picturing something big, like how big is it on the table? That's a big yeah, it's, it's, but the, it's, it's not a giant big. box, though, right? Like it's not. It's like not a, a giant box, no, it's, box, but it's a yeah. big board. It's a big game. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm trying to think size wise. I mean, I think Kanban's board. I haven't looked at it lately, but you know, it's a Wonderland right board size you. board. I know yeah. it's right there, <laughs> See it right there, where it belongs. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's definitely one of my favorite games. But it's really cool. It's got really cool themes. So actually, I I watch crowdfunding stuff all the time and when i really when i saw that coming out and a couple people talking about it i'm like eh, it's not a theme that i really am interested in until you play it and then it's really cool um mm. enticing those people onto your ships and everything's really cool that's neat so very awesome. cool well mel what about you what do you well i had a game delivered that i had kickstarted a little while back so got that to the table because you know that's just exciting and that's forge and forge is actually designed by Wes woodbury who is local uh like he well when i lived in disbury he was 15 minutes away so i had played actually i kind of started really following him uh when he did his game legend of novice which is like by far my favorite fantasy themed board game because it really has like the I used to read a lot of fantasy novel in high school and Legends of Novus is like a fantasy novel in a board game. It mm. It's great. So I've been following him a lot since. And then when he had Forge out, I borrowed the prototype and got to play it already before. And now I have my own copy. So we played it. And basically you're like a medieval uh, blacksmith and you're running your Forge and you're kind of taking these different contracts and you, you know, like you'll have the... Uh, the commons contract, you'll have the military contracts and then the royal contracts. Mm. And then the ones will utilize more wood as like the base products. And then the other one would be more like iron. And then the royals will be more with gems and jewels and stuff. So, and then you got to collect the resources uh, to be able to complete these contracts. And then those will give you points. Um, And then you get your workers because you have your main, blacksmith and then you have a couple of workers to start and then you get another one and then you get a fourth one eventually um but you can also train them and get special abilities that those workers will be able to do um you know and uh you get like it's worker placement where you'll send them to go and get the resources and everywhere the worker can go the blacksmith also could go and the blacksmith can do a little bit more at those locations so and then uh, we're playing and there's this like oh, I needed to do this, but you went there and blocked me out. And then I could send my blacksmith, but he's already busy over there, you know? So it's it kind of has an interesting um, aspect to that. Like you, you do feel like you get into each other's way. Um, and then you the components, like the wooden bits, like you have the little forge hammers and you get six of them. One of them is going to be to keep track of like the, the play order. And then the other five is to complete goals. And the first one to complete the fifth goal triggers the end of the game as well. And there's different goals that you can complete. It is, was just so, so neat. Like it's, I had played and really enjoyed the prototype and then we got to play it again. And I really enjoyed my play again. And <laughs> He got so frustrated because he had the plan and he was about to, you know, go get this goal. And then I had trained one of my workers and we haven't seen the game. So we don't know 
like tons. So we don't know all the cars that are out there. And then one of my workers was I could trash a worker. So he's gone. And I know I'm one worker down, but then I can place one of my uh, forge hammers on one of the gold without having completed the goal. So, but I did it at the end, so it triggered the end of the game, and he's like, not yet! <laughs> so he got, you know, was like, I had a plan! You know, was like, but, that's when you trigger the game. Yep. That's when I was like, I know, that's why I was, so we needed to end it now. Mm-hmm. But it's it was just such a kind of, you know, it's just so satisfying. It kind of reminds me a bit of um, Lords of Waterdeep <clears throat> with the collecting your, your cubes and then kind of completing your the different missions or goals that you get in that one. So it has like a loosely like that aspect to it. And I, I really enjoyed it. So that, yeah, that was Forge. It was great. Awesome. Nice. Now when just kicks, or you just got your Kickstarter? Yeah, that one just arrived like last, last week or the week before. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was like, I don't kickstart often. Because I'm out of control as it is without really being in Kickstarters. So I always forget to go and complete the pledge manager stuff. So, oh, so, so do you I always get the it? warning emails like, oh, okay. um, we need you to do this. So I think my copy was delayed a little bit. <clears throat> oh, jeez. So, and that, that was why, a self-sabotage. I was like, oh, I thought I, thought I had done that. Well, okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm not very good at kickstarting, but yeah. I got I got <laughs> unsettled in right before I left on the cruise, and I got oh, fractured nice. sky in like two oh. days ago, right after I got back. So which was the oh, second that's... one you said? Huh? Well, fractured the second one? sky. Oh, fractured sky. sky. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen very pictures cool. of that one around. Nice. We're gonna yeah. play it. We're gonna play it tomorrow on the stream. Um, nice. I guess, or we're going to play it yesterday on the stream, according right. to when you guys bring this video out. But right, <laughs> yeah, I guess right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> very nice, perfect. So um, let's get started with our top. Now we're doing top five. Normally we do top nines, but because we're three of us, we're going to do top five, and we're doing our top five two-player only games. Um, so Carla, do you want to start us off? What's your number five? Sure. All right. My number five. This was tough to cut down to five because it I, was like, actually. How am I going to leave tough. that one off? But uh-huh. um, I picked my number five as um, then this is a shocker for me because I don't even like the big game of this. Well, it's not I don't like it. I don't love it. And this is Tok- Tokaido Duo made in 2022. Oh. I had Tokaido and it's like a very zen game. You kind of walk like you're going along a rondelle that you can't go uh-huh. back on and just collect things. And you're basically just trying to out collect everybody else. This is similar, <laughs> but it's funny because on it's a two player version and you have a little map that you kind of will crisscross around and you can totally block each other at spots and you can see what ev- your partner needs because there's um, three boards that you have that you will collect things and you can see where what they are at. So you know what to stop them from doing and what to like do yourself. It's very simple. Um, but I was shocked at how much I liked this game. It's um, the two player version. Like uh, it's made by Anton Bowser in 2022. Now he has 
also done was a duo in making seven wonders duel. And I believe that is the better game of the big game. In my opinion, um, that one didn't just didn't make my list only because I haven't played it um, in a while. And I actually love that game, but he did the same one and same thing in this one where it's like, he somehow took it and made it a better game in a two player game. It's just so neat. Cause you have like these different characters an artist and I'm I'm blanking on the two other characters, but they each do different things and they each move different ways on this little tiny map. And it's just so neat how you crisscross the other player in this map and you can block them from going to sell this item because they're going to make big money. And you can kind of leave your guy there and move your other characters. And so then they have to like keep waiting and waiting and doing other things. And it's just... Like I played it with John a couple times and he beat me twice and it just frustrated the heck out of me because I'm like, <laughs> how did that happen? How did I let you get this and that? So I'm like, okay, let's do it again. And it's just, it's such a cool little game. I overlooked this for a while cause I just got this like a, a month or two ago and it was a 2022 release, but I thought I didn't really love the big game. Like, I, I mean, I love mm. the look of it, but it, yeah. it just didn't, do much for me other than just a, you know, just a set collection. But this one has a real back and forth to it. And that's my number five Tokaido duo. That's when you say best 14 out of 27, please. That's right. (laughs) You do what you want to do. (laughs) One more. One more. And then when you get the lead, that's it. We're never playing again. (laughs) That's what John will do. Sometimes he'll have to play a game until he wins and he's good. (laughs) That's funny. How about you, JT? What's your number five? My number five is a game uh, designed by Andreas Steger and produced by Cosmos in 2012, and that is Targi. Oh, Um, yes. Targi is a great two-player game. Um, You have basically a small grid of cards. There's nine cards in the center, so what does that put? A five-by-five grid, basically. The outside cards are all worker placement spots. Um, And you're not only doing the action on the card that you place on, but you also get the action and possibly the card of the intersections within the grid. Um, You're being blocked by a robber that moves around and likes to steal stuff from you. And you're also (laughs) being blocked by the other players um, tokens or, or people. So um, there's two types of cards. One is resources and the other one is the set collection type card uh, with different, uh, not biomes is not the right word, but different uh, types of landscapes that you set collect those. And as you do, um, you get points for that. So it just has such a great mechanism in the way that that board moves and modifies. Um, every time you take a resource card out of the middle, then it is replaced by the opposite type of card. So, um, and with the robber and everybody else uh, moving around and blocking, there's just a lot of interesting choices um, yeah I do awesome like Targi quite pictures. a bit yeah I find have you played Barcelona I found Barcelona is like reverse Targi oh jeez well, no, yeah, you, have you haven't played yeah because instead of being like where you go on the outside triggers what's on the inside it's like reverse mm-hmm. where you place yourself on the inside triggers what's on you the, get edge. the outside yeah yeah no, that's kind of like did you play Nova Roma 
No. Oh. Nova Roma has the same kind of thing, but as your meeples line up, you get stronger and stronger powers oh. um, based oh, on how many okay, you cool. have in a row. So. Neat. Well, great choice. Target is such a good game. Yes. Um, my number five is Wingspan Asia. Um, now, because Wingspan Asia is a standalone two-player game, you can add it on with Wingspan and make it an expansion, and it actually adds more players. But then if you're doing it that way, you have like two separate games going combined, mm. but separate. So I've never played it that way. And... Um, I just honestly, I just, I've just played Wingspan Asia two players, and most of the time I've played Wingspan two players. So, but the Asia one is very interesting. I mean, it's Wingspan. It is the game of Wingspan. It's the same kind of engine building with the birds and the goals that you have, and then you know with uh, how big they are, different things like that. Um, it definitely plays the exact same way. But then you also have this kind of secondary board where as you complete stuff, you can put this half of your like yin yang onto this board. And depending on like, depending on the bird that you put, like you can either put it so that it matches the terrain or matches the size of the bird or matches one of the characteristic of your bird. And you put that on the board and I got so concentrating on my <laughs> birds and the engine I'm building on my own board that I kind of completely forgot about what's going on on this secondary board. And Lee just slathered me on there. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're trying. Because you're trying to create like a cluster. And mine were just like spread out across every corner, not touching each other at all. And then we had like a cluster of like eight of them. I'm like, man, that's like... Oh, yeah. And then you can't just be like, hey, well, I'll put it there because it needs to match uh, (laughs) an element of, I was like, well, I didn't put anything that would match that. And and you have your end of round goals and then it could kind of affect on what you're doing over there as well, which kind of makes you like, okay, well, I'm going to concentrate on doing that. But now none of them are touching either. Uh, It just created a really neat kind of side element to the wingspan. Um, And it was it was great. I really enjoyed it, and that's my number five. Wingspan Asia, created in twenty twenty two by Elizabeth Hargrove. Nice, Hargrave, yeah. I didn't even consider this one for a two player, but yeah, good, good pick. Mm. All right. Well, my number four is Beer and Bread, and this is by Scott Alms in twenty twenty two. And I just love this one. I tried it once with you, Mel. You've played it. Yes, it's a. Uh, it's a card game, but you're also managing some uh, resources as well. And you have these little um, barns that will hold maybe 10 resources in them. And you can collect them, use it. You can play cards to collect resources. But if you ever um, can't fit them in your barn, then they go to the other player. And if they have room for them, they can take them all. And it's it's kind of neat that way because if you can plan out where you'll spend like all of yours to complete a card just when they're going to do another harvest or I'm not sure what they call it. And you know, they just need one thing and, but you always have to activate all the cards you have laid down to um, harvest. Then that stuff is all coming to you. You can also play the card as a, um, I'm going to say end game scoring or a bonus card, or um, it can give you more room in your barn. It can give you all kinds of things. There's different sections on the bottom that'll do what like different things. 
you can play it as you're building either you're building, you're making either beer or uh, brewing beer or making baking bread. And you have two slots for those cards. So you'll put them face down and you can only ever have one in each one until you clear it away. Um, there is a card that will upgrade that and it'll allow you to have more. But the neat thing is at the end of the game, you score um, the lowest of the two of your baked bread and your brewed beer. So you can't just, you know, go hard on one because you're going to score the lowest. You have to keep them even. And it's yeah. it's just a, a real clever game of his. Very different from other games he's done. Because he does yeah. like different the, from the tiny, tiny epic epics, series for you sure. know. And then the Airland and is it Airland and Sea or Air, yeah that big big uh-huh. one, but a very different type of mechanic. Almost feels like an Uwe Rosenberg game, um, and that's a compliment from coming from me. <laughs> but it's Agreed. it's just awesome, and it's a very quick playing game. I'm sure we were done in maybe forty minutes. I'm sure we could get it done, you know, in easily under half an hour. And it's one of those where it would just be like, let's do it again because it's it's just so satisfying how you play, and it's so quick, and you, there's not really any downtime because you do your actions really fast, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. That's my number four beer and bread. Yeah. No good pick. It does like playing that one. You wouldn't think, cause when you play from one tiny Epic to another tiny Epic, you always have like the token that keeps track of your resources. Mm-hmm. So you see that from game to uh, game. It has, piece, yeah. yeah. Like it has that familiar familiarity to it from one game to game, but playing this game, if you hadn't told me this was a Scott Alms game, I wouldn't have. Yeah. No, got that at all either. although he's i don't know about airland quite a bit C. of um yeah he i haven't played that one but I, I i just assumed it wasn't similar but he is doing a bunch of the button shy games too so a lot of like he'll do some solo which are i i really enjoy those too but they're quite different from his tiny epics as well nice. so he's he's very um what's the word like wide ranged of the versatile, types of yeah, yeah versatile but very nice good pick Mm -hmm. all right jt what's your number four my number four is a game from scott alms from 2022 (laughs) called bear and bread oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly that's pretty funny um i will add i really love the cards where the wet season or whatever they call it the wet year you have to do a draft back and forth um there's a lot more resources but you have to you know, sometimes you're drafting because I don't want you to get this card. Sometimes you're drafting because I really want these resources. Sometimes yeah. you want to keep that bottom deal. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and the coolest thing about the wet season is, is you're keeping cards, knowing that you're going to use them again in the dry season. So sometimes a card's not so great right now, but it might be even better for you in the dry season. So it's something yeah. you keep because when you go to the wet season, you pick up any cards you harvested, you fill your hand of five, and you also get a communal thing uh, uh, of three cards. But during the dry season, you don't change hands. So you're stuck with whatever you have, plus however that community card works. So I really love that mechanic. But Beer and Bread is a fantastic game. Yeah. Nice. Good choice. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carla approves. <laughs> yeah. All right. My number four is um, One Deck Dungeon. That one was published in 2016 by Chris Klesik. And I brought this one when I went on a trip back home to New Brunswick. And me and my cousin, because my cousin was in med school and he was off. So he's like, okay nothing med like nothing school let's just de-stress and we played this game and we got together every day for like a week 
and we started it at noon and we played till midnight for a week straight again and again and again. And by the end of the vacation was done, we had gone through all the scenarios, <laughs> beat all the monsters and I mean, and lost plenty as well. But this was just one game that I played so much. And for some reason it just appealed to me so much and all the characters. Cause you play as one of like the fantasy characters and all the characters are like, female roles like they're all female characters and then depending on who you are you get a certain amount of colored dice that you have so we're kind of just okay well i'm gonna be the barbarian so maybe you be this one so we get a good variety of dice and then the cards all multi-use so one deck dungeon right so it's multi-use you have the one deck that's the doors and then you put three down and those are the three where you can go and you're either going to come across a monster or a trap and you need to kind of resolve the card to be able to move through and depending on what happens like it'll either cost you health if you don't complete or it'll cost you time. And costing you time is you flip cards away from your deck. Because once you reach to the bottom of the deck, you've kind of got to the bottom of the dungeon there. And then you got to face the, the monster. But before you get there, you want to try and collect different things and make yourself a little bit more powerful. Because as you go through these monsters and these traps, the cards... Now you have a choice. Do we take these cards and take them for the the experience point and increase our experience points or do i keep the card and tuck it on this side so that i get more dice so then i i get a little bit better with my rolls and we can kind of cover what's on the on the cards a little bit easier or do i tuck it on the bottom and get a new kind of magic ability that will help us mitigate the dice so that we can get better rolls as well because like on the different locations it says oh well this one needs um, a blue that is two or above, and then a six yellow. Well, it's not easy to roll a six, <laughs> you know, and then a yellow. And then sometimes you can also combine dice. Okay, well, I'm going to combine these ones to convert it into this color. But if you combine two dice together, they become the lowest pip of those two dice. So it, like, it was, it was just so neat. Like, and it has like kind of campaign element to it. And then you'll play like your first few games and then, you're, okay, well, we died. But that's okay. I've accumulated this and I have this experience now. And then I'm not as bad as a player. And then we go in again and then you kind of level up and it gets played this one to death. Um, just that one week. Love it. I still own it. I'm going to keep it forever. And now, Carla, you have One Deck Galaxy at your house that I purchased around christmas time <laughs> and i don't know what that one's like yet but i can't wait to get my hands on it i'm so excited yeah i got a whole bag of games for you here that oh it's ridiculous <laughs> you know i think i buy a lot of games but i think you buy like three for every one i buy it just happens <laughs> maybe four uh, I, I don't know <laughs> twist I my rubber arm I've done this game wrong because I looked in PGG because I was sure this wasn't a uh, two-player only game. And uh, I rated it very poorly because I played a game that's very similar, but it's not this game. So I've actually rated the wrong game. There's oh. a game where <laughs> you play and you um, you have to ba basically bet your cards and your equipment to get the chance to go into the dungeon. Oh, welcome back What's to the dungeon called? or welcome to the dungeon. Ah, see, yes. welcome to the dungeon. So yeah. I got I to gotta do some uh, – some, some fixing tweaking. 
Yeah, give, give this game back its possible glory. So I haven't tried it. Yeah, no, this is this is a good one. And then me and my brother, we try to play it over the phone. He's like, okay, well, let's play it. And I'm like, are, are you coming to, to my house? He's like, no, I'm not going over there. You're too far. He's like, we'll just play it on the phone. I'm like, oh, geez. okay. He's like, just pull out your dice and I'll tell you what you have. And then I'll tell you what you need to roll. And you tell me what you got. And it was ridiculous. But we played a whole game like that. And then I'm seeing nothing. It's like, tell me which card it is. And I'm trying to find the uh, It was ridiculous. Like, we didn't, didn't have a proper. chat? This was. Well, when did the game come out? 2016. This was probably around oh, then. Okay. So, like, we weren't properly set up. That's but strange. it was it was ridiculous. It was not <clears throat> worth it. But he's like, no, no, it'll be fine. I was like, okay. And I'm just like on my side. Okay, okay I rolled. I got a five. <laughs> it's like, okay. And he's like, it, it was funny. But yeah, no, this <clears throat> one, I, I just played it so much. I don't know. There's just something about it that I just love. Nice. So awesome. yeah, Carla, you're number three. All right. My number three is it's a word game. I love word games. Oh. And this is one of my favorites. And this is Codenames Duet. Made oh, yes. in 2017 by Velada Shavattle and Scott Eaton. I This was on I the short list. Lo- What's that? Mm. It's on your short list. No, yeah. Sorry, this was on my short list. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, I love it. It's uh anything where I have to describe something um, by restricting myself to like a, a few or even one word. I just love it. And I, it's, this is one of those games where it's very similar to code names. Only you each have part of the grid and you're trying to um, communicate the other, these certain words to the other player. And they're trying to do the same to you. And the only way you can win is if you both do that, you don't want to get the black, square like in normal code names but um then there's kind of like a little campaign map that you can go around and it gives you um some easier spots or harder spots where you have some uh kind of i think it's it gives you like some grace in some of the the games and some of it will make it actually harder but it's just so neat because you have this grid of words. And um, so I'm trying to describe a certain amount, but I will try to group them together as much as I can by using one word. So say there was a bunch of animals on there and I, you know, this is just a simple one saying like animals three, that would mean there's three cards out there. I'm trying to describe to the other player. And uh, um, usually it's not that simple because then there's probably four animals and one of them there, you know, trying to describe to me um but it's it's just so i haven't played it in quite a while but it's just so neat how you have different um opposite parts of the grid and there's and it's not like you have half and they have half because obviously you would know what you're trying to guess you have a few spots and they have a few spots and then there's neutral spots and a black spot so you don't want them to guess those and especially you don't want them to guess the black one but it's it's so neat. Um, I just love word games, and this one is just one of my favorites. I love it. That's um, number three, Codenames Duet. Nice. Yeah, that one was also on my short list. But, you yep. know, you lose a lot when you get down to five. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. How about you, JT? What's your number three? My number three is a pretty brand new game um, called Sky Team. 
Um, oh. Sky Team is from Luke Redman and Scorpion Mask, uh, 2023. I think, you know, it came out really uh, around September, but I think I played it 24 times at least. Oh, wow. <laughs> 20 plus times. Sky Team is a great game. Um, I don't know if you guys have played it yet or if you've played it. Um, we can't but, get uh, it here yet. <laughs> I'm you waiting. But uh, Troy had it. And he had he it did. set up. Yeah. Oh, he had uh, he had a copy from. Like, yeah, I've seen it set up game. and I've walked by. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's you're all either, I know. <laughs> you're either the pilot or the co-pilot, um, and you basically have you start at six thousand um, feet off the ground, and you start so far away from your airport. Um, and at the basic game, um, in every distance measure between you and the airport, there might be other planes out there in the uh, in the way. Um, and you're also, so you're trying to fly there. You're trying to call the tower to get the planes out of the way. Um, you have to, as the pilot, um, set your landing gear down. Um, as the co-pilot, you have to set your, uh, you have to set all the flaps. You know, you've got to set the brakes, but each of you only have specific dice placement spots you can place on. So you have to really rely on each other and every round, you have to maintain the proper speed to either each either go no spaces, one space, or two spaces, you know, towards the airport. Um, so, and then that takes the accumulation of both of your dice. You also have to stop your plane from tipping over by mm-hmm. balancing two dice every single round, um, to where if if your co-pilot plays a five and you only play a three, your plane tips two degrees to the or two steps towards the Uh, you know, towards their side of the plane and one more step and you flip the plane over and you're done. So (laughs) if you ever flip the plane over, you're done. If you ever run into a space where there's another airplane, you're done. If you ever get to the airport and you're still too high, you're just going to fly over the top and lose. Um, If you land Mm -hmm. too quickly and you're not to the airport yet, um, you're going to have a dirt landing probably. Um, But there's so many different airports, so many different modifiers you can have wind affecting you you can have gas that you have to manage fuel that you have to manage you can have a fuel leak that you have to manage you can oh, have geez. ice breaks you can have all of these different things and they're scenario specific you might actually have to fly around mountains as you move forward or around mm-hmm. obstacles so then you need so you, to tip <laughs> so you need to be tipped at the right time when you pass the certain spot on the i mean it, it's really oh, wow. cool it's fantastic game it almost gives you it almost gives you that trick-taking game type of feel Ooh, really? with when you when you're really in the zone and you're like, okay, I think you're gonna put a five, you know, I'm gonna put this three here to communicate to you that I only have, you know, that that's the lowest I had to put there for you. So you have to know that that's my lowest because if you don't get the plane out of the way with your two or one, then we're screwed. You know what I mean? So you're you really start getting each other's head and, and oh, trying to make it work. So. Right? Like you can't uh, talk or something. You cannot you talk. You can talk before the round, ah. um, but then you cannot talk during the round. And this, it is this fantastic. just got a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> huh? no, I'm, it is I'm waiting absolutely, yeah. absolutely amazing. Awesome. You're waiting for it to come. Do you have it yeah. ordered? Well, it's the, we can't get it. It's not. It's nowhere to be found here. And that, like I've I've last at our local place checked the whole uh, board game oracle. <laughs> Um, I could uh, ship it in from the states, but it I, I is can't so wait. good. But yeah, no, I'm. It is so good. Yeah, awesome. It'll make its way here eventually. Yep. 
I will. You'll I have love other it. games I can play in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like we're lacking. And if yeah. not, go to Mel's house. <laughs> hey, Carla has more games than me. Yeah. Do you have more games than Mel does? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And and neither one of you coal, right? Neither one of you get rid of anything. I do. I do coal not. Carla not does. Not, awesome. But oh. I do switch yeah. them up every once in a while. <laughs> Very nice. That's that's a skill I it's need like to learn three eventually. In, three in, one out. It's not a, that's, it's not a good system. Yeah. That's a hilarious deal. You just have to play three. Like, technically, I played three today. I only got through the first two rounds of each. But can I buy this game, please? Like, yeah, know. I'm really regretting that that New Year's oh. resolution a little bit here. You know what? We have to do a little update on that. So what we did for January, well, I think we did it just for January, <laughs> was we had to, we told ourselves we have to play three off our shelf of shame in order to um, buy a new game. That was only January? I thought that was for the year. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Well, for the year, I was going to change it up. We can do play older <laughs> games, too, because I'm I'm down. Like, I've played 24 off my shelf. Yeah, because you have almost no shelf of shame. Uh, wow. <laughs> I do have you. about 30 games on there, and then uh, plus expansions. But Yeah, I have like I'm gonna be I'm going to be done those soon, so I'm going to have to start going to my older games. But Yeah. That's yeah, that's your problem. I'm running out of shelf of shame. I don't have that problem. <laughs> that's a horrible problem to have. Yeah. No, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> Still too many over 30. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right, Mel. All right. Your number three. My number three, I've picked Splendor Duel, published in 2022 by Marc-André and Bruno Cathala. And this one, like, I find Splendor is one that's so easy to get to the table just because the components and the ease of play, and it's just... It attracts people that are gamers, not gamers. It's just a nice one. I remember my my oldest when he played this. He's like, oh, like I, I kind of, I don't know, manhandled him into playing a game with me, <laughs> you know. And then afterwards, sit like, down. This one was actually really good. <laughs> I, like, <Yeah>. I know, <laughs> but Splendor Duel kind of takes that game and just gives it a spin, and it makes it very interesting. So instead of having like the stack of tokens that you can draw from for each gems like they're put out in the board like in a spiral type system like they go out in a spiral but you can take them all sporadically but then it adds pearls you still have the gold as well and then you're kind of have this tableau of gems that you can draw from and then eventually it gets kind of sparse like they they're coming out and you have to take the action to refill it. And they kind of get the like, well, I don't want to waste my action to refill it. I'm yeah, going to try exactly. to keep going until they take the action to refill it. And you still, you know, collect the gems, purchase the cards, and then you have the cards that will give you different things. There's not a card that will give you Pearl, though. The Pearl has to come from the board. So it still has that that goodness of Splendor, but it adds kind of an interesting spin to it. I was shocked at how much smaller the box is because you get kind of like more game. And it's like half the size of the box of Splendor. Me and Lee went to play it the other day. And we couldn't find it because I wasn't looking in my small game shelf. So we ended up playing just regular Splendor. But this one you I think is just... It. <laughs> we couldn't find it because I was looking for a bigger box. I was like, I, we have it here somewhere. He's like, I, I am you need to have a, a spreadsheet system. <laughs> But yeah, so that's my number three, Splendor Duel. That's a good one. I that was on my short list. I really like it. You know that's what you could do? One. You could create. Go ahead. Sure. I'm sorry. Yeah, 
Oh no, it was. I was just gonna say that's another one that I found was better than the bigger game to me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But agreed, agreed, and I think that's they get to refine it a little bit, right, on the second try. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah, and, and kind of tighten it up for two people. What you mm-hmm. should do is create an app on your phone that has a box recognition feature. And you could <laughs> right. type in the name, spin around, it would highlight the box. You'd be a millionaire. Kind of like yeah. they have at Canadian Tire. Like if you search on there and then the light shines in the aisle. So it's like it's over here and you just look for the flashing light. There you Some, go. Somewhere has it. Is it Canadian Tire, Home Hardware? One of them. I have no idea. I don't it was cool. Enough. But I need this for my game, like yeah. flashing cubby. Oh, there it is. <laughs> that won't be expensive to install at all. Nope. And I need it to be like game specific so when i put it back in a different spot it remembers yeah i don't go here (laughs) lee said he's like because he keeps saying he's like you need to just get yourself a spreadsheet that maps it all then it's okay but the thing is you move things around then you that's the thing is that i was gonna make you that spreadsheet for christmas oh but then you bought 36 games (laughs) and they're all shifting holy crap (laughs) you're killing it He's an enabler too. He just keeps asking. Oh, he's terrible. Because you know like what it. he says is like, because if you keep bringing the old, another shelf comes in, you know, you can't really say anything if another motorcycle shows up in yeah. the garage then. <laughs> and yeah, so we're like. Yeah, that's my husband with tools. I go in the garage nice. and I'm like, holy crap. I think he's got more money in his tools there than my collection. <laughs> yeah, we go. get like. Well, we got more bikes than we have riders by far. Oh, jeez, very nice. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a it's it's a problem. It's it's not really a problem. And, we and then our, we know, all have our hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we're three. number two. Okay, my number two is a big boy, and oh. this is Fields of Arl, made in 2014 mm. by Uwe Rosenberg. I love this game. It's a a farming simulation game where it's just a back and forth. You have this big, long board of worker placement spots that you can use um, the left side of them in the summer, I'm going to say. Or is it day or night? (laughs) Is it spring or fall, I think? Spring or fall, maybe. Maybe. Um, Getting closer. But you can only use that side. You could use the other side once. And then if you do that, then you're giving the other player the first player token. But what all these spots are, are is like you can um, upgrade tools to, um, let's say, for example, to chop wood. So you can upgrade your axe and get a better axe or or whatnot and then it'll produce more wood you can um go to spots that will um switch your is it pelts into fur um Mm. you can do all kinds of things at these spots but then there's this whole little um shipping section too that you can ship things out um on you need vehicles to do that like wagons and things and it's really neat because once you ship them then you flip them over and they're all worth more and they um or sorry you upgrade them before you ship them i think it is I haven't played it in a while but you upgrade them so you flip them before you ship them and then they're worth big points and then it's neat mm-hmm. because then when you ship something you take this um that that tile and you'll place it on this like shipping um it's not even shipping i 
I'm, the word is not coming to me, but, and you place it on this thing and these are however long that um, line of tiles is, that's kind of your um, a big end game point thing. So you can mm. kind of go mm. that route. There's so many different things you can do in here because then there's a whole board of um, buildings that you can build or just like upgrading little um, animal uh, like barns and things, um, plowing your field, getting rid of the uh, um, dikes in there. And so that you can, you know, put more fields out to grow more things, or you can, you know, not go the animal route. You can go the crop route. There's just so many different things you can do in this. And it's, it's just such a, a clever um, design of his. And I finally, finally got the tea and trade expansion, which actually expands it to three players now, which I haven't got played that that expansion is on my shelf of shame, but <laughs> I will get <laughs> that cool. out soon. But I just love this game, and it's uh, my number two, Fields of Arl. I love Uze Ro- Uwe Rosenberg, but I haven't played this game, actually. It's really? been one of the ones oh, yeah. on my list that I want to play someday. But, you would yep. like this game. 100%. Yeah, I've only played it the one time, and it was, but it was just like 2019, maybe 20. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was like a long time ago, but like it shocked me. Like for a two-player only game, you almost expect those to be small, and this one oh, yeah. is not. No, no, this is a table hog. It, it yeah. uh, expands the That's table cool. for sure, and it actually has a really good solo mode too. <clears throat> you can play in it. Nice. It's, it's awesome. See now, play mm-hmm. this one again. Not Feast of Odin, though. Oh yeah. You don't like. You had a bad experience with that one. I don't know why, but like the whole game, it was just like I would rather not be playing this. Hmm. And you shouldn't have that feeling when you're playing a game, right? So it's like, oh my god, I would have rather not be playing this. Why did I sign up (laughs) for this game? (laughs) All right, my number two Mm -hmm. is the opposite side of the spectrum. It's about as small a game as you can get. And that's technically because I have the pocket edition, but that is Hive or Hive Pocket. I love Hive Pocket. I love Hive. Um, It's just a small um, abstract strategy game, Um, very much if you like chess or checkers or or anything like that. um, You have a hive full of different types of bugs, and each of them have different abilities that make sense uh, with the type of bug they are. and the whole goal is, and, and all of your tiles are connected to their tiles, right? And they're all six-sided tiles, so it creates this cool little hive. But you're moving your bugs around constantly back and forth, trying to surround the other one's queen, uh, queen bee. Um, and so, and it doesn't matter if you surround them with their tiles or your tiles. Like, you can force them into surrounding their own queen bee if they're not careful. But it's just a very cool game. You got things like the mosquito that run around and gets the ability of whatever bug it's next to or the grasshopper <laughs> that jumps over and the ant that runs around like crazy. And it's just a really fun game. It comes in a little tiny pouch, the small version. You can take anywhere. You can stick it in your pocket. Um, and you don't have to worry about it getting damaged either. So um, yeah. I really love Hive. Yeah. I call this yeah, bug chess. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I call it bug chess because bug it chess, yep. chess for me when I played so Absolutely. Much chess me too. as a kid. and. This yep. is, I find this more interesting. <laughs> so Me now, because with Hive, they have a lot of expansion. They'll add like extra couple tiles and bring there's, in a new I bug. Think, yeah, there's two. Do you get that with the Pocket Edition? Do they have those available uh-huh. in no. mini yep. size? Yep, I've, oh, yeah? I've got the pill bug. I've got the mosquito. Oh, I've got okay. the ladybug. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. got them all. Add-ons. I just nice. have the, yep. the little orange bag too. I like. Mm-hmm. It's, 
Yeah, I love copy. it. And the, the small version really is the nice version. I mean, the big tiles are cool to have out on the table, but yeah. small yeah. version is just so, so cool to pull out. Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, it has all the same I've never expansions. seen the pocket version. I'd, I'd like to. I have the regular one. But then just the the material that the tiles, like the heft that they have, like it's so satisfying to play. Mm -hmm. I really like that one. Yeah, mine's in the other room. I think JT, there it is. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's small. Hmm. Can very and can play at the beach, can play anywhere. Honestly, um, right? Yeah. With the type yep. material that it's of, yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna wreck. Yeah. And the tiles right. aren't that much smaller. They are smaller, but no, they're not no. that much. Smaller. Yeah, they don't look that yeah. small actually. Nope. No, hmm. it's really nice. Very nice. Yeah, no, Hive is a is a good one. I lent it to mm -hmm. my friend at one point, Mike, for them to play in him. He and his wife played it and they brought it to their campground. And then yeah. he's like, I know, I, I will, I promise, I will give it back. We just want to play it more. And, it's like, and, and they played it so much. They just really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that, was a, that was a good one. All right. My number two is one that I've put on here because I've played it recently. And it was really cool. And it was kind of unique. I hadn't seen that. Well, in any game, let alone a two-player game. But that was Nagaraja. And you have these stick that you roll. And depending on where the stick rolls, you'll either get dots or squiggly lines. And you can do different things depending on what you have. But the – I can't remember. I think the dots will become your kind of bid for control to get the tile that round. But then the squiggly line will allow you to activate some of – the cards that you have so you can do an action that could potentially give you more uh, into the bidding mechanism or different things that you could do with your board as well. Um, and it's really interesting because you got like, I think it's a three by three grid that you're building yeah. and you're adding these tiles and it's like, like it's a map. You got like these tunnels and you're trying to connect stuff to each other. And then when they connect to the edge, like one of the main door to the edge, then you get to flip what that's uh, it's over there. And then those things will give you points. Now careful. Cause some of them will, won't give you points. it will be negative points. And it was just such an interesting game to play and then trying to get the tiles and then where to connect. Okay. Well, where am I, where am I going to go? And it's like, okay, well, let's try to connect this way. And I was like, well, darn, I kind of like got myself locked out of that corner now. Like, how do I, it, it was just so interesting. I really enjoyed it. This one is published in 2019 by Bruno Cathala and Theo Riviere. And, it's just, I mean, great designers and you can see it. It was a great, and then like the, I don't know what the, those sticks are made from. Cause like, they're not wooden, like it's not a wooden they're stick. Like, like it's dice material. Like dice material. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was just super neat, super satisfying to play. I really enjoy that one. So that's my number two, Nagaraja. Awesome. Very nice. Yes. This one was on my short list. I just played this last week in preparation oh, for nice. this too. But yeah, it's a it's a good one. And I mean, you can play cards that will turn people's tiles on there. So yeah. they, you kind of screw them because they can't get to where they're planning to go. It's kind of neat. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a good one. All right. Well, my number one is a crossover. Another crossover oh. with JT. Sweet. <laughs> and that is Targi. I love oh, Targi. Yeah. 
Targi is such a clever game because it's basically a card game, really. I mean, you're just using like a couple meeples, but it's because you get to use that as your board. So it's very, um, you could travel with it quite small. I mean, you do need the tokens or whatever, but it's awesome. I love how you have to think about, okay, I'm going to go here because I want those two things. But wait a sec, they really need that because they are collecting those type of you know, Targias or whatever. And so I actually should go there because they're going to need that. So it's like a defense offense kind of thing. And sometimes I, you know, I'm not like following along and I miss one thing that I totally, I like I blocked myself out of getting three actions because I'll have, yep. you know, a per, like a person up here and I've put them right across from each other. So they're boom, I've already locked out getting the because when you, when you put the little disc down to get your actions but it's it's so good i play this on bga a lot and uh it's it's an awesome one in there because it's it's so you know clean and oh, yeah. um yep. perfect uh, version of it on there do you play on bga jt i don't play anything on b i played like mm-hmm. two things on bga i haven't got on the bga kick i should because a you lot should. of people play on it and you should i should get on definitely there. i can play yeah. earth and uh Targi with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because we played a game on there, and you know, it it didn't sell me. Like I would prefer to play a crappy game on the table than a great game on BGA. But well, I don't. Like, I'd always like, prefer on the table. But if yeah, because sure. what was it that we were playing? Azul. Nar. Wait, didn't weren't you in the Nar game too? Yeah, yeah, I was in the Nar one, and that yeah. one was a little bit better because everybody was there at the same yeah. time playing. Oh, we played um, that one live, right? Yeah. yeah, and then with Azul, come on, Azul took us, what, three weeks? Well, yeah, because you can play, I don't know if you know JT, but you and can then, play like, turn-based, where mm-hmm. you can you have two days to take a Just turn. So we, have, we were playing with four people, and like, oh, geez. you know, but I, I found it so <laughs> anticlimactic, because I think I ended up winning, yeah. Yeah, I don't but remember. I logged on, and it's like, oh, the game is over, here's your badge, you won. I'm like... <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, but that's like, <laughs> that's like people so, uh, and people are like, Hey, I play a big heavy Euro game on BGA and we take a turn once a day. And I'm like, there's no way my brain is going to keep my strategy yeah. once a oh, day. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see it and I can make the best decision possible at the time, but to mm-hmm. actually play through the entire thing in a reasonable amount of time uh, makes a big difference. So. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, just I don't know. So I'm not sold on it. I didn't no. hate it, but it was like uh <laughs> We played a I'd few live watch. games. Were you playing like we played just <clears throat> one all like a bunch of us? Yeah. Were you in oh, that? Nice. What did I play too so with um Kayla? I played I feel like we're way off target or off uh-huh. topic here anyways, but um I can't remember now. It's gonna bug me. But it was yeah. like a card game. It was super interesting. I had seen it. And I was like, do I want it? So definitely for that, like to try a game and see if you want to buy it. If yeah, you're, you know, just awesome. don't buy on impulse like me, mm-hmm. then that would be great. Too bad. I do <laughs> I just yeah, buy right. on impulse. This looks great. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get back to the list. Let's, I have let's one get question. back to it. Yeah, one question you, for both of you. One. How are you on trick-taking games? Do you like trick-taking games? It. We both love, love trick-taking games. Okay. So this one is technically kind of a cheat. It says it's from 2023, but I don't have access to it. Um, you guys might not have, maybe you do have access to it, then I'll buy it and have you send it to me. But this is Jekyll and Hyde versus Scotland Yard. Oh, yeah. We, I don't I know if you've played Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde. 
Yeah, played that. Um, Jekyll and Hyde versus Scotland Yard is the cooperative version. Oh. Um, and in this, you're working together. So in Jekyll and Hyde, you have a track, and you're kind of trying to get Hyde not to get to the end. Well, in this one, um, you're working together cooperatively. You're taking tricks, but you have a track as well that you have to get to the end of um, before the cop, before Scotland Yard catches you. Um, and the way the game plays is, is each of you get 12 cards and it has the same, it has the potions, it has, um, the same kind of mechanism with, um, creating the trump card as you play down the initial cards. Um, and and the same mechanism when you play a potion, there's a, there's an ability that goes along with the color. Um, but as you play your tricks, you get 12 cards, I get 12 cards. Then we have to each give four cards to Scotland Yard. So we know half of what they have, and we know what we have. And then Mm -hmm. you're shuffling what they have up, and then they start the first trick with the top card. Um, And then it plays around, and you have to try to take tricks. But um, moving along the track, we move along the track based on the number of tricks the lower player took. So if you took six tricks and I took one trick at Scotland Yard, we only get to move one space. So we're still trying to balance out our tricks versus their tricks. And it's kind of in a campaign style. So they continue to increase mechanics as the game goes along. So the first time, it's just playing the tricks out, trying to beat Scotland Yard and moving up. And and I think you have three rounds to get to the top, you know, and I think it's nine spaces. So, um, you know, the, the, the first, the lower... The person who has the lower amount of tricks needs to get at least like three basically each time. But then it adds in different things to where if the person that has the lower amount of tricks has eights, it moves an extra space up the track. So, you know, you're trying to figure out how to get them eights so you can move a little bit faster. Um, And then there's also little symbols, Scotland Yard symbols on the cards on the ones, twos and threes. And whoever and the person that has the highest amount of tricks, and I know there's a lot of different things, but whoever has the highest amount of tricks counts those up, and that's how far the cop comes behind you. <laughs> so you're trying not to take those. You're trying to. I mean, it's just such a fantastic balance. Um, Sounds neat. This is like replaced both foxes in the forest for me. It's replaced um, the competitive version for sure. This is is so much fun. Wow, like I was first time. Say- it, it sounds so like fun. it does what Fox in the Forest did to duet. This one does. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Huh. Yep. But you like, have that. Like, so Scotland Yard is like the game. You're playing against Beaten. Scotland Yard. Yeah. Scotland Yard is, is the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Huh. I, so I, you're I Jekyll and Hyde that. trying to maintain your balance. But this game is That's absolutely awesome. fantastic. Yeah. It uh, sounds cool. great. Yeah. How's the artwork? It's good. It's the same as the first first game's yeah. artwork. Oh, okay. First one. Um, and, and and when we played it, Sam and Sam got a copy of it. Um, nice. You know, due to his affiliation with them, and that's how we got to play it. But we sat down. I learned the rules. We started playing, and I think we played eight times in a row, <laughs> nice. six, seven, eight times in a row before we stopped. We just kept going. You know, it's like, good when. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We didn't. We yeah. did not want to stop. Awesome. That's good. All right, right, my number one is one of my top games of all time, not just two players, and that's Memoir 44. This one was created in 2004, so it's by far the oldest one on my list by Richard Borg. And I just, 
I just love this one. I remember my brother kept bugging me to play this, and then but we were always like in group settings, like, well, we're not gonna play two player games when there's a bunch of people here. We'll play it some <laughs> other time. And then I went to visit him and we played it, and then I'm like, army theme, like, okay, great. Like it wasn't a theme that was just like I would love. Um, but so and then I played it and I was so impressed. And it was one of those like afterwards, like, okay, I'm on my phone where do I find my copy? And it was hard to find at the time. And I ended up finding it in Red Deer kind of by accident. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Birthday, birthday present for me. Like I'm getting Memoir 44 and it was great. Um, but it's so interesting because with this one, the board is, you got the central and then the both sides. And then you get your cards and you have your different troops. You know, like you'll have the the little soldier guys or you'll have your tanks and depending on the scenario because it replays the battle of normandy and that's one thing that's really cool so you have the different scenarios you can set up you'll open the page okay okay you place them to match them the map but then it kind of tells you like historically what was going on and what the objective was and then you're replaying the battle and you're trying to be the one that gets their objectives to to win that round or, but it plays quick. Like this game will play probably in about 30 minutes or so. Um, I think I'm against long games because of the risk trauma from growing up with my brother. <laughs> um, so when it's like nice compact games, I like them. And then I, not that I don't like long games, but I find they're also easier to get people to play mostly with my reluctant family. Um, so this one, no problem to get it to the table. It's great. And then you have the cards and then the cards will kind of control like say, okay, well you can control like three units on the left side. And then it's like, great. I really needed to do this on the right side though. Like, and it's, so you're at the mercy of the cards as well. And the board looks amazing. Plus somebody, um, I had joined the Memoir 44 Facebook group page and he's like, oh, I, it's great to see you play. I, I'll send you some, components for your game and he had made like 3d components so i have like they're made of like a plastic like they look amazing so i have like the barracks i have like the trees i have like the bridges like and then so when my game is all set up like can i take pictures it's like it's so pretty (laughs) like it looks so good but i i love this game i love this game now i have since bought battle lore because I hear it's like a fantasy theme of Memoir 44, which actually came first from what I understand, but I haven't played that one yet. Um, but, you know, like if it's like Memoir, I probably will love it also. I just haven't got it to the table yet. But yeah, that's my number one, Memoir 44. This one you probably wrote down before you even did your list. Right? Yeah, it's like, okay, Memoir 44 <laughs> no, at the top, and what top. else we put in there? <laughs> Jeez. Awesome. Well, a couple yeah. crossovers, but didn't have any crossovers with Mel. But yeah, that's I'm a unique person. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't played Orion Burger Canal. Have you played that one, JT? From no. Uve? It's a two player only. Nope. I haven't got a hold oh, of that no. one yet. You can't find it anywhere. I think they're remaking it and just calling it Canal. But I don't oh. know when that'll be out anymore. But. Nope. Yeah. No, so any others nice. that just made your list that didn't or didn't just make your list? For me, Ashes, of course. Right. Ashes, Rise of the Phoenix Born. Yeah. And the reason it didn't make my list is because the people I play with the most hates it. <laughs> and I don't understand why this game is amazing. It's beautiful. The dice are just so great. I love it. But then, uh, like, the first time I played with Lee, like, halfway through, he's like, 
I'm so sorry, but could we please stop? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to finish this game. That's terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, that one is just really good in my mind as well, though. Awesome. Nice. For me, there would be, well, there'd be a, a few, but Hannah Makoji. Um, Hannah Makoji is a great game. Um, and then Airland and Sea, the card game, not the big board game, but Airland oh, and yeah. Sea or Airland and Sea Critters at War. Yeah, um, nice. I really yeah. love that game. That's a good um, back and forth, too. I like it. For a lane battle, I'm bad at that I one because like you like. I should just say, "Okay, stop," so you don't get too uh-huh. many points. But, but I could turn it around, and I never yep. do. But I could, like that. Yeah, I don't have enough self control for that. And I like the fact in that one you can flip cards over, so you know, yeah, they, yeah. they can make a big switch there. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, very nice. Very cool. So that was our top five two-player only games. Now, next episode, we're going to be doing our (laughs) Valentine's Day special. And to make it very thematic, we're going to be doing our top take that game. Which game would cause you to have to sleep on the couch tonight? (laughs) And relationship crusher. You know what? This would be like relationship test. If you can play this game and stay together. You That's got a right. good relationship. Yeah. Going. Yeah. If you can, yeah. <laughs> if you can end the date, or if well. you play it, if you play it the day before, and then the roses mean that much more on the next day. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Get your money's worth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two for one. Forgive me, and you know I love you. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. So I'm really looking forward to that. And actually, mm-hmm. it's funny because just at the beginning of the episode. And then JT got to witness just how organized we are. I was like, what was our next topic? Did we discuss something? And then we kind of just decided to come up with this on the fly. So that's just how we roll. That's how we roll. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to put that list together. That'll yep. be great. Now, before we end all of this, JT, where can we find you? Um, on Sam Healy's channel, uh, FOBG, <laughs> the flip side of board games um, on YouTube. Um, really, that's... That's my connection into everything. I'm a I'm a gamer by heart, um, and I love to play. And anything I can do to help his channel, that's awesome. And that's where we'll be. So come over, take a look. Yeah, yes, awesome. Go go have a look at Flipside. Lots of cool things uh-huh. and playthroughs and top tens. Very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and you guys recently did your top 100 as well. So that mm-hmm. was an interesting video, also. Yeah, I, I love we did top it, 100s. Yeah, we did it in the summer. So kind of oh. started in like July. And then we only did one a week, though. So we did them. Oh, we yeah. spread them out. I was so, like, it like, seems like it was late in the year when I was watching it. Yeah. But I guess I was catching the tail end of it. I think we started July. Yeah, July, August, yeah. and September. So Nice. So that'll be coming up. Yeah. All right, Carla, how about you? Where can we find you? I'm on Instagram Instagram at board game specialist, all one word. And then I have a, a Facebook page called Red Deer Board Game Fanatics. What about you, Mel? So on Instagram at, at Mel's underscore board game underscore room, my Facebook page is Mel's Board Game Room. And my YouTube channel is Mel's Board Game Room. And I actually have our friend Travis. Me and him are doing our top 100 on there. And he's hilarious because... Like he had posted and he's doing his top 100. I was like, oh, are you recording it? And he's like, if you want to, let's do it. So <laughs> there you go. we started doing it. And then 
like the first video that we did is first 10. It's like, I've only played this game once. It's like, mm-hmm. like most of your games, like, well, I'm doing a top 100 because I might have played 200 games. And there we go. <laughs> he's hilarious i do enjoy it and the videos has been fun for sure so be sure to go and check that out and then tune in at the next one for the love crushers board games um and yeah should be great jt thank you so much for yeah, joining thanks us for coming. we really fun. appreciate having you on our channel i really appreciate you guys inviting me i had a blast so and i look forward to listening to next week's um top <laughs> yeah. nine there you go for all sure. right well thank you so much for tuning in everybody Have a great day. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. Take care.